Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Endzite Ever After is a different kind of zombie movie. Two young women, Vivi and Eva, flee from the confines of the Myanmar zombie-free community. Their journey takes them into the lush and beautiful post-apocalyptic landscape. In the absence of humans, nature has taken over. Finally realizing the fight against the undead may not be theirs, a new understanding emerges. The film Endzite Ever After is directed by Carolina Helsgard, written by Olivia Vwig, and executive mm-hmm. produced by Ingelor Koenig, uh, all-female uh, production cast. And um, the, as we're joined today by the director of uh, Enzite Ever After, and that would be Carolina Helsgard. Carolina, welcome to Film School. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for inviting me. You are so welcome, and I thoroughly enjoyed this film. I got. I, I just thought it was uh, uh, an exceptional film, uh, especially in in a field where there are so many zombie themed films. Uh, this one really stands out in terms of the its intelligence, the story, the character development, and also the the kind of the the challenges faced in terms of what are what the main characters are dealing with. I thought it, it just across the board has a, has a real, there's a, in, uh, a cleverness to it all. Tell me a little bit about how you came into this project. So um, I received the script like maybe like two years ago. And I really liked that it was like a, kind of a mashup between like a, a zombie movie, fairy tale, a road trip, and a female body movie. Um, I also really like that nature kind of plays a huge part in the film. Yeah, I love the story about the two young, very different women who, who kind of have to join uh, forces while uh, fighting the undead. Because in this film, it's, it's important to have the right tone. There's a balance in this film, and I feel like getting that part of the film right, sort of the, the mixture of the more graphic parts of the film with this sort of humanity of these people trying to connect with one another. Uh, did you work with uh, Olivia uh, Viewig uh, on that, or, or how did that sort of evolve for you uh, as a director of the film? Mm-hmm. So Olivia and I, we developed the script for one and a half years together. And then maybe one year before we started shooting the film, which was in the summer of 2017, uh, developed like a concept with the camera woman, with the director of photography, um, Leah Stryker, and also the production designer, Jenny Rosler. And we decided kind of what tone and uh, which colors we wanted to use and what kind of atmosphere we wanted to tell. And we kind of just uh, made a quite elaborate concept um, some time before. And then we're like also collecting, you know, a lot of images. Um, we went and looked at artwork. We we watched some other films, like watched some Tarkovsky films, uh, but also some zombie movies like World World War Z, mm-hmm. and um, 
also 28 Days Later. And so it's kind of like a, a mix of various genres and well, well, let's go back over the the sort of the the broad outlines of the story uh, um, and describe them. Where there's basically two cities that ha- are have survived this sort of apocalypse. Uh, sort of describe for our audience what what's happened or what is happening. So there are two small uh, cities in the, in eastern Germany, which is also like the the former communist part. So in comparison to West Germany, it's less industrialized and has more of a like you know, untouched kind of nature. And um, these two cities are the last two cities remaining. And one of them is Weimar. It's like where Eve and Vivi live, um, where they actually systematically um, kill Zombies, and they also kill people who were infected by zombies. Mm. And in the other city, Jenna, um, they try to find a cure for the infection. So when Vivian and Eve leave Weimar, they want to go to Jena because they believe it's like um, they have a more humanistic approach to the whole um, yeah, zombie apocalypse. And that's why they kind of um, they flee Weimar which is a more, I would almost say, like, fascist and controlling society, in a way. There is the development of the the relationship between uh, Vivi and um, Eva is is difficult. Uh, Eva is the one who, is, who seems to be in charge of, a, of sort of the security. She seems to be in charge of a lot of things uh, in, in relation to keeping the city safe. Uh, she is, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, she is sort of in charge of things and uh, hard-nosed, uh, difficult at times to be around and tries not to develop any sort of uh, uh, friendships or uh, affinity with others because she, I think in her mind that would compromise her ability to keep people safe. And then with... Um, Vivi, she is the opposite. She's all emotion. She's all, everything is on the surface for her. And watching these two kind of come to a point where they begin to understand one another and begin to try to work together is an important, obviously a very important part of the film. Uh, and the acting is just uh, terrific. And these, these two actors just do a wonderful job. Tell us a little bit about what went into all of that for you as a, as a director and how you were trying to develop that relationship. So, um, like you mentioned before, it is kind of like a, a buddy movie. So you have these two characters that are very different from each other. Um, uh, Vivi, who is the main character of the film, is in many ways she's more empathetic than Eve, and she's, but she's also a bit, how should I say, like a bit weaker in a way. I mean, oh, yeah. she's uh, mentally... Yeah. Uh, quite unstable, she's like plagued by horror visions. She has an incredible feeling of guilt she carries around and and Eve is like the opposite. She's like a soldier who fits in quite well in this uh, controlling society. She she has found her place and she's um, in a way prospering. And the way these two people relate to each other is through the feeling the feelings of guilt. So that's how they, they kind of open up and they share 
memories and they share the different anxieties. And I, I really like that. I think it's a very human component. It's like something uh, I think that both of us have done things that we're not very proud of. And I, I think it's uh, something that people can relate to. Yeah. And it's, um, it is an interesting kind of constellation. I mean, when we were casting, it took us a while to find these two actors um, because they complement each other. And it also has to be believable that they actually do like each other. Um, that they are dependent on each other in a way. Gro Kohlhoff and then Maya Lehrer are the two. So uh, Gro Kohlhoff is Vivi and then um, Maya Lehrer is Eva. What I like about it is that they are, this is a buddy picture and, and it's a female buddy picture and they have all the strength of what we kind of associate with that sort of a, a, a movie iconic uh, uh, character development. But at the same time, they also have a very relatable, they're, they're women and they relate differently than men do. And I don't, and it doesn't, you don't lose anything in what is happening in terms of what they have to do, how they go about doing the things they need to survive. And it just, it, it feels completely right for for what they're trying to accomplish which i again another thing about this film that i really really liked a lot was the strong female characterizations in it thank you yeah i mean it is in a way about them like emancipating themselves like they're trying to find a new way of living and they're also trying to coexist with nature in a new way and they're leaving I mean, I don't want to yeah. say too much right. about the ending, but right. in a way, they, they make certain choices which maybe are a bit, like, unexpected. Um, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed like, that part of the story very much. Like, I mean, they're both seeking freedom, and it's also something I can, like, personally relate to, and it was important to me to... to to tell that aspect of, of the story. And it doesn't follow a sort of the expected trajectory of a zombie film, which is another element I, I want people to, who are listening to understand, that it is, it is unexpected, and it's also about something important in the film, that uh, a theme within the film about nature. And I think mm -hmm. for most people, myself anyway, I associate the characteristics of nature with the female characteristics. And I think that's, yeah. I think that's embodied in uh, uh, Trina Dryholm's character of the gardener and how, mm -hmm. and how, how it's always been my, my perspective that while we are spoiling and destroying so much of the earth, what I think we lose sight of is the earth will survive we may not survive certainly in the ways that we are now but the earth will survive and uh yeah go, yeah. Ahead. go ahead and i think that's a theme in the film for me it is and i think the earth will do very well without us and i think if we want to continue to exist we have to kind of adapt in new ways yeah it's just not sustainable the way we live right now and I think it's something that a lot of people are very aware of and I think also a lot of people are 
just struggling with this kind of idea that we probably have to let our old lives go to a certain extent. And I always said during the like script development that the thesis of the film is kind of like that we have to embrace chaos to a certain extent and let go of the idea of harmony because probably not going to be that kind of harmony which we are used to in the future right. and we have to just yeah find new ways to to live right. and to coexist in nature I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Carolina Helsgard she's the director of the new film called Enzite in the American or English translation is called Ever After so look for both of those uh, titles E N D Z E I T Enzite and ever after, and uh, it's coming out here in Los Angeles on June 28th. Uh, so uh, be looking for it, and we'll have all the information on where it's going to be screening uh, at the filmschoolradio.com website. The The other thing uh, that I really loved about the film is the technical stuff. Uh, there's a wonderful production design, but also I love the sound design in the film. There are a lot of uh, audio cues in the film and a lot of things that are going on sort of in the in the sound of the film. Uh, tell us a little bit about technically what you, sort of in terms of the production. The look of the film is terrific. You were talking about your cinematographer earlier, uh, Leah Stryker, as well as uh, the, the sound design. I, I don't know if I'm focusing too much on that, but it seemed like it was an important element of the film. It was really important, and we uh, we talked about the sound design a lot. It's like yeah, actually a small studio in East Germany who, who made it, and I think they were wonderful people. Um, we decided early on that we didn't want to go like in the kind of walking dead direction of um, exaggerated sound effects, and uh, sound designer worked in a very, I think, I don't know, Maybe minimalistic is not the right word, but a very sensible way of kind of sculpting the soundscape of the film. And he also worked with the um, composer, Francisca Henke, so they worked together uh, in order to create like a special kind of atmosphere, like focusing a lot of, of energy actually onto nature. Like we're talking a lot about nature as being like the third protagonist of the movie and that the the sound design should uh, kind of like reflect that. Yeah, it does. It's again, sometimes, you know, less is more and that's how it felt in this film. There are there are uh there are things that happen that are horribly, you know, graphic and terrible for the for our for our characters. Uh but it's their resiliency, but also you know, it's under the, the sort of the bed of the film is the is this conveying information uh, non-verbally through sound through all these other different elements, and it's it it brings to this film a, an a understated quality, and, and all and there's also a, a surprising amount of warmth in the film, um, and and I would you know sort of in the in the characterization of the gardener. Sort of that's where it for me sort of landed on her shoulders to sort of convey uh, that part of the film, and that I just I don't know if I have a question here. I just feel like that's that's so important in the film, and the way that you were able to develop that just feels great. 
<laughs> did a great job. Yeah, thank you. I'm happy that you you're talking about the warmth because when we when we were preparing to shoot the scenes with the gardener, I was always uh, telling Trina that she should be friendly, like very very friendly. And uh, she's a bit creepy as well, that yeah, yeah. character. But I think the creepiness is like more, I don't know, under the surface. Yeah. And uh, I always wanted her to be kind of this like friendly witch. <laughs> and, uh, and not uh, immediately threatening to to Vivi. That was very important to me. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it's yeah. yeah all all the way around uh, the film. Just really for me, um, I I just really loved the the way it looks, the characters. It takes a little bit of time to get used to. The, in terms of just sort of what are their motivations and why, and we as you fill in sort of the backstory for the different characters, the film just takes mm-hmm. it, it sort of resonates with more and more depth to it, and I think for and also uh, it feels like you did a lot with not a lot of money. I thought it was very clever, not only in your locations. but also the way that you shot things. It, it was uh, to me, it mm-hmm. feels like you didn't have. A very big budget, but you got a lot out of it because of your the ingenuity involved in it. And um, mm-hmm. is that is that a fair fair statement on that? Yeah, yeah. No, we had extremely little money, and um, yeah, it feels like I think I think every film is kind of a miracle. But it feels like yeah, yeah, we pulled it off. Like it could have been. I mean, if we had had like more money, I'm sure we could have. Uh, Use it in other ways. Well, yeah, but I mean, the, you, there's the the scene with the with the train, the 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 uh, that they try to that they're using to get from one place to the other, and there were just so mm-hmm. many little things I noticed in in terms of just when you were in a location, when you were in a building, uh, the way you were able, to, it felt like you really maximized the space that you were using when you were shooting there, and there's just some technical things that I was sort of picking up along the way that weren't I don't think they're they're not obvious I just think that they're the way that I just have seen enough movies to understand you know kind of what it what's going into uh to the production of them and I just it was one of those things where I I could tell you just were very creative in the way that you uh you and your team were able to maximize your resources here so um Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, we found, I mean, we used all these, like, authentic uh, locations, and then we kind of dressed them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll just let people know that Enzite uh, Ever After is going to be screening at the um, Arya um, Fine Arts, the Lemley Theater in, uh, Los exactly, Ange- yeah. in Los Angeles. So you'll be in town on the 28th for a Q&A, as well as on the 29th, on the Saturday night as well? So I would be there 27, 28th, and 29th. Very good. Well, uh, my congratulations to you on Enzite Ever After. Uh, I, I found it to be entertaining, and I found it to be, it teases your mind in a way that uh, you want, you're, you become more invested in the story and in the characters. And uh, you also think about the big picture, which is, as we were talking about, um, Earth and our ability to uh, coexist uh, with planet Earth, and what you know, what what you're asking some important questions, but you're also entertaining us in the process. So, um, uh, congratulations on all of it. 
Carolina um, Hillsguard. Yeah, thank you so much. Again, the film is Enzite Ever After, and we've been talking with the director, uh, Carolina Hellsgard. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.